This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode here. As always, before we uh, jump in, I always like to give a little synopsis of the interview, the uh, interviewee, and all the the greatness about them so you can kind of get a little bit of a gist before we jump into the interview. I had an awesome time on this interview. It was really something to 
you know, for me, I got a lot of nuggets for myself and how holding yourself and creating boundaries and really focusing on what matters for you and always focusing on your joy and bliss is truly what's going to radiate you and help you stay fulfilled and happy and so much more. Uh, I had the opportunity to hang out with uh, Tatum Cohen as she is the person I was interviewing today. And, you know, Tatum, she she's the founder of Uniquely Tatum. It's a coaching organization enabling high-performance individuals to function as their most authentic selves. She is a graduate of Landmark Education's Curriculum for Living and in Pennsylvania State University, where she got a bachelor's in uh, communications. For the past decade, she's been pursuing her truth, shocking people awake and creating methods to ensure her own potential is not wasted. Her work as a natural health advocate, entrepreneur, artist, and coach has allowed for vibrant conversations with clients and friends. It is no surprise that many have achieved the necessary breakthrough to be at their happiest and healthiest through working with Tatum. It really has been a blast to have her on, and I am so excited to share this uh, amazing interview with you and to tune in. So let's go ahead. Let's check out Uniquely Tatum and share what she has to express and share with us that is so unique. So, hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Dr. Vic, and I am excited to share uh, and have on uh, this amazing guest, Tatum. She is unique in so many ways, and I'm just excited to have you on today. So, Tatum, thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> so, I'm going to start off with a very loaded question, but, uh, you know, because your website's called Uniquely Tatum. So, I'm like curious to see what makes Tatum so unique. <laughs> well, I've definitely marched the beat of my own drum my whole life. So, um, that's probably the simplest explanation. Uh, I, I originally started that name when I started my Instagram account years ago for my art and was just trying to come up with something that had my name that wasn't already used. So that's kind of how it started. I was like, well, and I never wanted to do anything that had my last name because I'm not married yet. And I am a traditional enough that like eventually I want to take on my husband's name. So I'm trying to keep it open ended so that I can still basically brand myself and get myself out there while still being open for you know, the possibility of love. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, you know, some of the stuff you do has a lot to do with like self-love. I mean, that's your big message you talk a lot about. Um, I always yeah. believed in life that life kind of guides you through experiences and things that you um, go through to kind of like nudge you this way and kind of smack you over that way and say, hey, get over here on this path. So how did you come to discover how like self-love how important it is it's like there's just so much i can say <laughs> um whatever you like to share yeah uh i mean growing up i would have i mean i got really lucky and blessed i have an amazing family and you know it was always they were really good at helping me build my self-esteem so i would have always said you know especially in my early mid-20s that i had amazing self-love and confidence, you know, and I did compared to a lot of people that I knew at the time. But, um, you know, the universe, of course, always makes it clear when you need to go deeper in a much bigger way. And, um, you know, so I got a lot of those kind of life experiences in my 20s. And, um, you know, and, you know, all the time, basically, <laughs> I'm 34. Now, they keep coming. So it's just, you know, learning how to dive deeper and deeper and have more faith in the universe. And, 
it's, yeah, it's just a rabbit hole. Um, I've had, you know, obviously like we, I think initially got connected because I used to be in chiropractic school for a really long time. And, um, for as like obsessively passionate as I am about chiropractic, um, I just got so beat up in the system of the schools and I got so frustrated that eventually, and I have a whole video on my website about this, but, um, I got so frustrated that, you know, for all the chiropractors that preach about innate and following your intuition and how important that is and how to trust, like hardly anyone actually does that in their own life. And I thought it was so hypocritical and it really bothered me to the core. And, um, so eventually, uh, towards the end of my school journey, um, I got so fed up and frustrated with it. And I just knew that I wasn't supposed to be there anymore. But every one of my mentors that I talked to or, you know, and I have a lot of family that are chiropractors as well. And like, you know, lots of good friends in the profession. And everyone I talked to was like, you know, you're so close, just finish, just finish. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, but it just doesn't feel congruent anymore for as much as I love it. It just like, I shouldn't be about to have a panic attack, like before an exam, like this is ridiculous, you know? And, um, and so I just told people, you know what, I'm just going to take a year off. I knew I wasn't going back, but I bought myself some time. And, um, that was the first time that I really stepped into my own power, did what everybody told me not to do and followed my own soul purpose and what I knew was right. So I'm sure at some point it'll circle back to me being able to help the profession in some way, shape or form. But what that's going to look like, I don't know. Not yet, at least. And I think you are because you're standing in your truth, which is very powerful. And yeah, a lot of Kairos, you know, I've talked about this on a couple podcasts. I've wrote it in my book a little bit where I talk about like, you know, the, the, what is a chiropractor and how we're told by the leadership and how to follow that path. And it's, and you kind of get lost in your way. Uh, I know I have in my, I had in my journey um, there, but you know, really great thing to share, uh, ask a question out of is like going through that journey that you went through, how much work or how much, you know, you started a path, you went down this and chiropractic school is not easy as you know, and you were going down this path and all of a sudden like, no, this isn't for me. I'm going to, this is, I want to go somewhere else. How much inner struggle did you have going down, making that choice? Oh my God. Like it was, I mean, let's put it this way. My first two chiropractic schools, I got kicked out of, I had to start from scratch three times. Oh, wow. So that just goes to show how dedicated I was to the profession that I was willing to like plow through it. Because the first time I had to learn how to study for the sciences, I had no idea, like my degrees in communications from Penn State. So I didn't do anything like that in college. I didn't know how to study for it. And so even though I eventually figured it out, it wasn't fast enough. And then at the second school, I slightly violated my probation and because they were being watched by the CC at the time, they got nervous. And so they were like, you know what? We're not taking any chances. We're just going to let you go. And I'm like, all right, universe, what the heck? What's going on? <laughs> you know? And I was kind of complete with it. And then all of a sudden, like, I got this opportunity to go to New Zealand for school. And nice. so I was like, all right, well, I mean, this is a door that's open. I mean, it was still hard to, you know, I had to go through a lot of hoops to get to it, but um, it was a clear door. So I took it and, um, you know, but it just got to the point where it, without going into too many details, like it just, I wasn't really happy with how some things were run 
and um, how I was treated. And um, there wasn't anything I could do about it because it was a system. And that's the thing. It's, it's like any system, you know, in any profession, you know, it's they're trying to follow the rules of the game and I'm trying to break all the rules. So, you know, and as ethical, you know, moral way possible, of but, course, of course, you know, it's, I just don't like it when there's so much structure that you lose the humanity. I love it. And I just, I, it just, I just couldn't do it anymore. You know, it was, I felt like I was assaulting my soul. So I had to go. <laughs> and, I, I, and it's, and I know how you feel. Uh, my journey was kind of similar in that, well, not in that path, but like assaulting your soul and being like, is this really what it is supposed to be? Is this what it's all really about? And yeah. And then you step forth and you start making that. And I'm assuming this, you know, you step forth and you make that path to say, all right, enough's enough. This is what I want to do. And I just don't care. I'm just going to do it my way. And that's it. Yeah. Well, and even then, you know, when I left school, I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. I was just like, I can't do this. You know, it's, I think the universe makes it very clear when you're at a, a point in your life where you have to, like, there's, you just have to burn everything and go the other way because even if you have no idea what's the other way, you can't stay where you are. You know, ideally we'd all figure out before we got to that point, Oh, maybe I don't want to be here, you know, before it gets really, really bad. But, you know, and that's what I focus on now is being able to pick up on all those subtle nuances so that I can avoid, you know, I can just stay in the flow and get to where I'm trying to go as efficiently as possible, I guess you could say. So for all the listeners, you know, one of the things I always say, the universe is always working for you. So how do you trust the process with the universe? Because as humans, we love control. Um, how, do, how do you trust the process? It's a daily practice. <laughs> Several times a day. Uh, you know, there's some days I wake up and I'm like, the world is magical and it is my oyster. And, you know, magic rains upon me. And other days I'm like... it's you know it's it's a game i just i i really feel like you know we're almost in this virtual reality simulation playing this game and everyone is an avatar and every person that comes into my field has been planted there i'm the person that created the game they're there for my highest best interest and even if they trigger me hardcore i know that it's there they're there for a reason because it's opening up a part of myself that i couldn't see or I need to reassess something, or I need to just stand up for myself to have that level of growth to get to the next level and like one up or whatever using video game terms. Like, I love every it. Time, yeah, like every time I'm able to like step back and like look down into it, like into my own game, then I'm, I feel exceptionally powerful. And that's when I really feel like I have control. Like for humans that want to have control so badly the best way for me to have control that I've learned is to step back, watch it, watch it for the game that it is, and then move my players accordingly, you know, cause I'm only in control of my own reality. So, you know, that's, that's the only thing I can do is take responsibility for myself and move my player the way that feels the most aligned for me. I love it. And how do you, is there a way, how do you control your reality or how do you influence it? 
well, the easiest way for me to influence it is to stay as high vibrational as possible, which is where like self-care comes into play. So like I always do better when I do yoga regularly, for example. But that like that's just me. Like yeah. I just happen to really <laughs> enjoy it and it really centers me and like helps me kind of like let go of any extra emotional stuff that I might be holding on to that's not mine or not needed. Um, so that's, that's one of my big things. Other than that, um, I try to stay hydrated and drink a lot of water and flush. I mean, I'm very conscious about it. So I think when I'm drinking water, you know, all right, we're just going to flush everything out. That's like lower frequency, you know, and, yeah. and any, anything like that, you know, it's, uh, you know, the sunshine is really healing for me and good for my soul. So I'll go out in the sunshine and just stand there. Like sometimes I'll just be like, yesterday I was at the farmer's market and this little like pocket of sunshine came through. And I literally just stood there. There's people all around me walking all around. And I was just like for 15 seconds, just stood there with the sun on my face, just being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love like, it. I will be that weirdo that just does stuff like that. Cause I just don't care anymore. Like oh, yeah. it's, it's all about me. Like my frequency is all about me because no one else is going to do anything about it. If anything, they're going to try to pull from it when I'm in a high field. So the best thing that I can do is protect my own energetic field, you know, shield and fill my own cup, you know, and only from there when I'm in, excuse me, when I'm in overflow is when I can actually really serve other people. So that's my number one goal every day. I love it. And, um, uh, you said something. I forgot to. I wanted to ask a question, but it'll come back to me. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things. Like you know, uh, you see how uh, a dog will sit in sun just yeah. to uh, just sit there. I'm like, I have a pit bull, and he will when it's a hot like the summer days uh, that we're having now in Chicago. He'll sit there and he'll be overheating, and he'll be still wanting to be there because of what the sun provides for him. Yeah. It's just so soothing to the soul, I feel like. It is. Well, you know, I always tell people, like, I'm a big advocate of uh, of light in therapy. Like, you know, you hear a lot about blue lights now and all that. And I tell people all the time, get into the sun. It re- it re- it recenters your clock and internal clock and all that stuff. Um, it helps you connect, you know, it re- your body, not just – it's also your eyes, your skin uh, absorbs that, re- reach, reconnects you back uh, to who you are in a sense. And I'm assuming you totally agree with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I always try to get as much skin exposed as possible, too. I think that's important. I mean, even if you're wearing a T-shirt and jeans, like, better than nothing. Yeah. But, you know, if I can, you know, I'll be that person, you know, pulling my sleeves up or, like, you know, bearing a midriff or whatever, you know, to try to get any extra little, like, pieces of sunshine on me. <laughs> right. I love it. True. Yeah, you want to get as much as you can. I always tell people that also. Um with anything, any other things you do when it comes to self-love and keeping your vibration high? I mean, is there like a, a mindset practice you do or anything along those lines? Um, I definitely, I do a lot of guided meditations on YouTube. Sometimes, I mean, I spend a lot, I spend probably 90 to 95% of my time alone. So nice. um, I'm also like, I'm very um, aware and uh, sensitive energetically. So I have to be very conscious of my space. So um, because most of my friends live literally all over the world, I'm never really in, and I've been very nomadic this year. So I'm not typically around that many people that I know. So 
because of that, I do spend a lot of time on my own, which is fine because I love my own company. (laughs) (laughs) And I also like it to be quiet. So I don't really listen to music all that often. And if I do, it's usually very um, like high vibrational music and, uh, you know, or people that have lyrics that are very like happy and, uh, I'm very conscious of the kind of like media um, that I take in. Like I love to watch movies and um, shows and stuff just like anybody else, but I don't watch anything that's violent. I don't watch anything that's horror, um, anything that's low vibrational. Like, like I don't watch anything where people, where couples are fighting or getting divorced or cheating. I ref- because that's not what I'm trying to call into my field. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, totally. So, I, you know, so I watch a lot of like cheesy Hallmark movies and stuff like that. Yes, and, like, Hallmark, I'm all right. Embarrassed about it, really, because <laughs> I'm like, you know what? There's always a happy ending. It's always positive and inspirational and motivational, and it always ends on a good note. And you know, it might be a little bit slower. It's not as action packed, but I always feel good at the end of it, and. Mm-hmm. It's worth it for me. So I'm very, I'm also very intentional about who, who I spend time with. And, you know, you, you know, the super popular phrase, you know, you're most like the five people you spend the most time with, right? So um, I just don't spend time with people that aren't cool and <laughs> really happy to be around, you know, because I just don't have time with that. Like it takes me recovery time if I'm with people that drain me and, I don't have time for that. I'm on sole purpose. Like I've got stuff that I need to do and you know, like I, I, it's just not worth it for me anymore. So those are my like real main things is the number one thing I think is like, just avoid all the shit you don't want in your life. Number one. And then you can work on the other stuff and that's just bonus. I love it. And it's so true in so many ways. I mean, uh, I, I preach that all the time and it's, it's just, you know, law of association, you know, who you associate yourself with the most is who kind of average out to be you. It's kind of like the five people that are closest to you, you average them out. There's you kind of a thought process, you know, from, uh, have you, was there any experiences that like kind of taught you to, or, or universe providing to you, um, how to be careful who you have around, listen to, watch those. Did you, did you go through an experience or something? Because some people, uh, I, I, when I talk about this, they're like, you know, they'll try to be like, that sounds so, that makes so much sense. I want to do that. And then when it comes to actually doing it, they're like, but no, but I really like this person and they're really this, or I really love this stuff. And they don't disconnect. Was there something that like, kind of taught you to like, yeah, this is what I need to do. And this is why. Yeah. Uh, several occurrences. Um, the, I mean, well, first I want to say like where I'm at now is I just don't give up anymore. Like if you <laughs> cross me, you know, if you don't want the best for me, like I don't have time for you. Like and it's, and I love everybody. Like even the people that have done me wrong, I still love them because I know in some way they're a reflection of me because we're all one in the universe, yeah. you know, and they've provided a big lesson, but homie, don't play that. I don't have time for that, you know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, the first, the first person where I consciously was like, completely just let myself be walked all over was, um, I had a guy I dated a few years ago. I've talked about this before in other interviews and stuff, but I dated this guy that I had been friends with for a really long time. And he became, um, 
when we started dating, he just turned into a complete narcissist. And um, it was just, it was something I wouldn't wish on anybody. It was very emotionally abusive, very verbally abusive. And, um, you know, and I totally lost myself. And I'd been in relationships before then that were, I would say, mostly pretty healthy, but um, I would just not speak up for myself and I would not, you know, create boundaries. I just didn't understand what boundaries were or how to have them. And so the universe was like, all right, you're not learning in these milder scenarios. So like, let's give you a super messed up one. And so um, I had this experience where... um, yeah, he just like walked all over me. We ended up having a business together. So we got tied together for like a year, even though we didn't date nearly that long. But um, it was just, I completely lost who I was. And uh, it was devastating. And it took me really, I mean, I'm sure on some level, I'm still going to be healing layers from that. But that was like four years ago. And um I mean, I consciously for at least two years every day was working on healing and building really and building myself back up from that. And uh, you know, when you, once you've completely lost yourself and you decide to recreate from nothing, it's really an opportunity because you're like, okay, well, you know, when I was a kid, I was kind of created by my parents for the most part, you know. And my parents did a pretty great job, but <laughs> you know, it's you when you're an adult and you're, I was, I don't know, 28, 20, maybe 29 at the time. Uh, and you're consciously thinking, okay, I'm going to create who I am for the world now. Who's that going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of an intimidating prospect, but at the same time, it's also really exciting. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want anything to do with that ever again. So what do I want around me? Who do I want around me? You know, how can I rebuild my heart? How can I have faith in humanity? How can I trust again? How can I X, Y, Z again, you know? And so um, I started with guided meditations on YouTube and just connecting with people that were curious about the same kind of things I was curious with, you know, on, on Facebook and liking groups and pages for things that interested me, you know, and and I was looking at weird spiritual esoteric stuff and I didn't know anybody that was looking at any of this stuff. I mean, I'm so curious by nature. I would read so much weird rabbit hole stuff that I, and I didn't know anyone (laughs) in your life, you know? And, um, you know, I'm like in my room at night, like reading articles about aliens and like fifth dimension and like stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I can't believe people actually believe this stuff, you know? But then after you read so much stuff and you have certain life experiences, you're kind of like, I can't believe people don't believe this stuff, you know? And, uh, so I just kind of followed the rabbit hole and, and, and my joy and what made me feel better because I knew what didn't make me feel good. So then I just started following what I liked and what made me happier. And, and at the time I was living with my brother in LA and I uh, just needed to get out of LA. It was definitely not helping me in my healing journey. So I moved up to Santa Cruz and that's where I've been mostly for the last couple of years and just focused on healing myself and creating who I want to be and following what makes me happy. And yeah. I love it. I love it. And would you say that you're grateful for all that you went through? Oh, yeah. Or now? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to see his face, but... (laughs) (laughs) I hear you on that one. Maybe one day I'll get to that level of feeling, but I'm not quite there yet. (laughs) I totally understand. That's right. I I always believe too, like, you know, I always say we're always healing. You come into this world perfect and you get, you you become, I don't want to say damaged. That's what a lot of people say. And I don't like that. Um, Because, you know, some damage you can never repair. And I believe you can heal all things. You just have to work through it. But there's always like those deeper layers and you go back and you're like four years, five years down the road, you're like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good with that. And all of a sudden something sparks it and you're like, uh, yeah, I got a little bit more to go. I guess there's some new things I didn't even realize. I thought I was good there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like peeling back all the onion layers. And it's funny when I left LA, I was, I mean, I just, I, I wanted out of LA so badly. Like I moved with like $120 or something in my pocket. Like I was like, get me out of here. (laughs) And I swore I would never go back to LA. And then this year I had been out visiting uh, one of my friends. She just had a baby. And when I came back, I was supposed to move like into a new place with a buddy and like the housing fell through and I had literally nowhere to go. And so I had to go back to LA to my (laughs) brother And the same place I used to live in my same old bedroom, like very similar energetic field. And I was just like, Oh my God, universe, what are you doing to me? (laughs) 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 So it was funny that, you know, I think everything kind of circles back around to help you kind of sweep up the last little bit, you know, of healing work that you need to do. And, and uh, and then I ended up getting like a house at Opportunity in Studio City in LA for a few weeks. I actually really loved it. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I went from the point where I vowed to literally never go back to Los Angeles to the point now where I'm like, I could maybe live in Studio City for like a year and really enjoy this. <laughs> Who would have thought? So it's, it's, it was pretty cool to see how far I've come. And I think we don't often look back and really reflect on the growth that we've had and that's something that I'm trying to do more often for myself because it does increase my courage and faith with moving forward. And I think too, if you do that kind of work, would you, would you kind of agree when you, you see all the stuff you've gone through and how you've grown that it kind of helps you trust the universe even more? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause eventually you'll start to see the more, the more you live, you know, in that kind of uncomfortable space, you're, you get the the synchronicities from the universe and the downloads from the universe. And it just becomes obvious that obviously, you know, God's on your side, the universe is on your side. And, you know, as long as you're willing to put yourself out there, you know, the good things will happen. And the, I find that the, the bigger, you know, the thing is that I do, the scarier it is that I step into the bigger the rewards always. So I'm, I'm doing my best to get more comfortable with being seen. That's a, a difficult one for me. So it's, I spent so much time healing and growing and um, my main purpose is creating like a really strong base and foundation so that, you know, it's like, I would never ask a client to do something that I haven't done for myself. Like I'm, very intentional about walking my talk and staying congruent and staying in integrity with myself. So um, that's always been my main goal. And then from there, you know, then no one can fuck with me. You know what I mean? Cause like I know at the end of the day that I did what felt right to me at the time in the best interest of everyone from what felt right in the, in my field. So 
there's something really comforting about that for me. And is it, you know, cause some people, when it comes to feeling, you know, and I know I, I battle with this in my life about doing what I believe is right within. And sometimes that goes against our social realms or what we think our structure should be like. And it's like, but this is what I feel is right. Do you have like a, a system in place or, or, uh, how do you know it? Do you know it in an intuitive way or how's a way that you kind of know, like, this is right. And this is what I want. This is right for me. Yeah, I've just basically trained myself to be able to pick up on all the really subtle cues. And I've had a lot of really kind of uh, like third eye opening spiritual experiences that have made me a lot more perceptive than maybe the average person. So um, because of that, I'm like hyper aware when stuff shows up. But even when I wasn't this, I don't know, evolved or however you might say that, (laughs) Before I read, when I was still an empath, before I transitioned into clairsentient, okay? <laughs> there we go. All right, all right. <laughs> say it that way. You know, I still, it's the, I think the universe is always dropping hints. It's just that we're too busy to pay attention. I took everything that made me busy out of my life so that I could be hyper aware. I love it. So, but that was what was important to me. So I made it a priority. Cool. And are there, how do you, is there ways or tools or tips that you help open your third eye so you can see beyond just the physical eyes? Uh, I had an accidental third eye opening experience in Sedona. So, um, I mean, I know a lady, <laughs> if you guys want to reach out to me, I can surely connect you to this lady, but, um, the quick version of kind of my own personal third eye opening experiences. Um, I mean, I had been naturally exploring all of this kind of spiritual stuff before then. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, reading a lot of articles about, you know, the pineal gland and, and stuff like that decalcifying and yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, but you know, like I've always eaten pretty clean and like, I don't have metals in my system. I was never vaccinated, you know? So like, I don't, have, yeah, like I'm a Cairo kid. I don't have <laughs> that, you know. So, um, but I found it to be really interesting. And because I was intrigued by it, the universe opened up opportunities to explore it on a much deeper level, right? So, yep. right. So, like, I got invited to speak at a retreat out in Sedona. Um, this was uh, almost two years ago, two, two, a couple years ago, anyways. And, um, yeah, I met this friend at the retreat and she had an appointment. She was going to give me a ride back to Phoenix to catch a flight. And she had an appointment with this crystal healer lady, uh, totally blanking on her name right now. Cutest, cutest button, cutest thing ever. <laughs> and uh, she was like, hey, I've got this appointment first. You know, if you don't mind just waiting for me while I see my friend, you'll really like her. You know, and I was like, dude, whatever. It's all good. Let's go. And so I was just chilling, hanging out with this, with, you know, my friend and her friend and uh, she had, she had these, this is going to sound crazy. She had these magical bracelets. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were like, um, they were like from outer space. Like, because I'm so in tune vibrationally, I know if I felt something before, like I can, t- I can differentiate between your energetic field and, you know, this candlestick and somebody else's energetic field and whatever. Like I just, I can tell, I can feel the difference. And so she put these bracelets in my hand and I, in like 0.2 seconds, got the deepest energy healing session I've ever had in my whole life. 
by literally having a bracelet stacked in my hand, which made zero sense to like my knowledge of what uh, my experiences were in the universe. Right. So already I'm like, what is this? (laughs) I'm like, this does not feel like any sort of metal I've ever felt before. Like this is something different, you know? So I was like, just geeking out. Right. And, um, she was like, yeah, she's like, uh, there are these bracelets that I found and, you know, they're obviously like not of this world, you know? And, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is too intense for me. You And, but at the same time, I know what I felt, you know, and that doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, um, but it like made me kind of woozy a little bit for a second. And so I was like, I need to sit down. And so I went and I sat down on her couch. And so she went to start working on my friend and she had, you know, this wall of crystals that she was putting on her. And I, mean, I don't even know I wasn't watching, but, um, <laughs> uh, and I just fell right asleep on the couch, just passed out. And like, I, that never happens to me, like, unless it's even bedtime. And, uh, so I, and I woke up right when they were done with their session. And I just felt like I was high as a kite, like super high. And, um, but I couldn't ground. And like, I do a lot of grounding practices because I can feel everything so deeply. I have to be with the earth. You know, I'm with nature. I'm in the sunshine. I'm picturing tree roots coming out of my feet into the ground, you know, whatever to ground being with the ocean. So I'm used to feeling grounded and being grounded. And I just felt like I was just like floating up in like outer space. And I just couldn't ground it. So it really panicked me. And uh, they were just laughing, my friends, because they were, you know, they're super mystic, you know. So they just found it like amusing that this was a first <laughs> for me, you know, in the nicest possible way. But, um, and they were like, you'll be fine. Let's go get some food. You just need to get some food and you, it'll help ground you back down to earth. And I'm like, Okay, I ate so much food. Oh, no. <laughs> I've almost ever eaten. I just was insatiably hungry. And then I felt a little bit grounded after that. But it was it started unlocking all these extra gifts for me that was really powerful and incredible, but at the same time it was terrifying. And luckily I know people that have, you know, different kinds of extrasensory gifts. And so it uh you know, it made me not feel like a complete crazy person, but I really kind of um, just, just stuffed everything for several months because I was so scared. And like my first thing when I got back home was like, I need to be at the ocean. I need to be at the beach. Like I need the ground. (laughs) Like it was like, I just shoved everything behind me that just happened and just looked the other way. And I was like, Nope, don't have time for this. You know? (laughs) And, uh, but then eventually, uh, it was obvious that that was the next level of my own journey. And so that's when I started to get even more sensitive with other people's energetic fields. And at the time I was working part-time at a grocery store and I was a checkout person. So there was just people, people, people going by me. And it was just like, I had to learn how to shield and how to give and take energetically with people. And in a way that was just very like, you know, less and less and less and less and less. And, uh, which I'm very grateful for, but it was very intense. I had to cut my schedule because uh, my days off were literally me laying in bed, learning how to regroup from it because it was just such a big transition. So, and then since then more things have unfolded, but it's uh, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. So that was my third eye opening experience. I'm sure everyone's is different in some way, but yeah. And, but I know and- a lady. <laughs> 
And that's the thing. When you talk about these things, people get so like, you know, I have patience and they understand my, you know, I have a, my background's a, I'm a Reiki master and trainer. I've studied oh, nice. physics. I, I looked at universal laws, the afterlife, the after soul, the souls, but I've studied stuff for so long that nothing ever seems weird to me. Like it's, right? you get to that point where you're like, actually the weird stuff's normal. And what we're doing as society is so abnormal. It's not, it's not who we really are at all. Yeah. Um, Agreed. But once you talk that stuff, people are like, well, that's woo woo stuff. That's, oh, that's that, that's that witch stuff. That's that, you know, ooh, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'm always like, let's have a conversation. I'll break this down in so simple form that you'll understand yeah. that it's, it's actually how we are. You know, yeah. and, and so forth. Because I've had many. I love it when a mystic, because I've been around. I have. I've had the blessing to have a couple of mystics in my life, and a couple of them as teachers. And it's always funny when you go through experience like that, and they just sit back laughing, like, "Oh, you'll be fine. Don't worry. You'll, 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 let's let's just do this." And you're like, "I'm terrified. My life. I don't know what's going on. I've seen things. I'm like, ah, I don't want to see that anymore." Yeah, I always tell my guides, I'm like, I don't want to see anything. I was like, they can talk to me all day long. I was like, but I don't want to see nothing. Like I, I absolutely give parameters to what I'm okay with at certain levels. And like, and they're very negotiable, which is nice. Um, oh yeah. Massively. And, and the thing too, I always teach people is like, you know, you always have, uh, you're in control at all times. So like, cause some people worry about like, I've had friends who warned me when I first was going to start doing like channeling and just mm-hmm. learning how to channel different energies. And I know for some of the listeners here, this may sound a little weird, but it's like, it's having a conversation with someone who is on the other side. Some call it the veil. Um, and they're like, you gotta be careful. There's dark energy. You got to protect yourself. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll protect myself. I know how to do that. But I was like, but at the same token, it's all about where my intention is and I'll, 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 everything's going to be fine as long as I'm intention being intentional and not messing around. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it was uh, powerful experiences and it's just interesting uh, with all that. So I digress. I was going to share something else with it, but I forgot. It didn't come through. That's all good. <laughs> but you're so right about intention though, because I was actually just, how was it yesterday or the day before? One of my friends called me and she was kind of panicking because it, it's the last few days have been pretty intense energetically with what's been going on astrologically. Oh yeah. You know, even for someone like me that has a lot of tools, who's not around a lot of people to like F with my field. Like this is a heavy day. Like this is a heavy ass day. And you know, but I'm aware enough now that I know, okay, it's not me. It's not someone else. Like, so it's obviously something astrologically is happening right now. And I don't really know that much about astrology. I mean, I read articles, but most of it's over my head, but um, I'm just like, oh, it's another big day. All right, moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) Grounding. All right, we got this. But my my friend calls me and she was like, so I have all these feelings today and I think you're the only person that would like be able to tell me I'm not crazy. (laughs) And we had a whole conversation about it. And I was like, I was just laughing. I was saying, just like you're saying, I was like, look, I was like, I know it feels intense. You know, here's a couple of things that you can do to help you ground and just know that this is temporary. It's not you. You know, it just is what it is right now and just make peace with it and have some extra self care in the next few days and you'll be fine. You know, and I'm like, it's, you know, but you're at the beginning of your journey and it's going to be intense for a while. I was like, you know, this period took me probably about six months to kind of master my own field, you know, of everyday work. So, you know, it's, just allow yourself the time and just know that it's all good. And um, you're 100% right about the whole 
you know, I don't like to think about dark entities at all, but obviously if there's light, then I guess there must be dark, you know, but uh, at the same time when I was in Sedona, the lady that ran the retreat that I was speaking at, she's so cool, Suzanne, blanking on her name right now, um, but she was saying that, because I was really scared because everyone at this retreat was talking about all these like dark stuff and I'm like, no, <laughs> I was like, I can't handle this. And, uh, she was just like, she had this phrase that she said, and I, I always remember it. I always say it to myself, and I was teaching it to my friend the other day, and she was saying um, something like, "Only benevolent beings are, you know, surround me." Mm, like so that. yeah, so there's, you know, there. Only the good will be drawn to you. Only, you know, what you want to experience that's light and fluffy and airy or whatever, you know, will be drawn into your field. You know, if you're looking for something that is a heavier frequency, you're going to find it, mm-hmm. you know? It's, it's everywhere, whether it's a, you know, violent TV show or people being a dick at the grocery store or whatever, you know, you're going to find that around you if that's what you think is there and that's what you're looking for. I like to think that there's good in everybody and everyone just wants to be loved and seen and heard. And so that's what I project out into my field. And that's what I get, you know, not to say that I don't occasionally have, you know, some avatars that I didn't care for, (laughs) you know, it's, but then I know when they show up, it's because either I need to check myself because I'm not resonating where I want to and need to be, or it's a lesson. So, and that way it's easier for me to step back and see it for what it is. I love that. And it's so true because I always tell people too, like, you know, uh, some people who practice the law of attraction, they've solved a secret, you know, and they'll be like, you know, I, I, I do this all the time. It works. And then there's days it just doesn't. So I don't think it works. And I'm always like, we well, can't always be on your A game. You just can't. And, and here's a, I used to be an extreme perfectionist. So being on the A game was like, you always had to be, there was no excuse. And now I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. It ain't happening. Uh, you're going to have bad days. Oh yeah. I mean, I would say like, I'm on my A game maybe like, you know, 10%, the rest of the time, you know, maybe 10% I'm on my A game, maybe like, you know, 90, 80% I'm on my B plus game. <laughs> B plus, and, I love um, it. <laughs> 10% I'm on my like C or lower game. <laughs> I, I, I like those percentages. I, I could agree with you there. I like those percentages. <laughs> I, I mean, but that's after a lot of practice. Like, like last few years, like, man, I'm telling you, man, it was fucking rough for a while. It was rough. You know, I'm just now to the point where I'm like, all right, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> that's what I try to tell people. It's a journey, just like in chiropractic, getting, you know, starting care. I always teach people it's a journey. It's not something you're going to master overnight. It's going to take time, you know, to, to get yeah. there. And I think that's why, uh, you know, life is, you know, in the physical realm, it feels so long. But in a spiritual realm, it's a blink of an eye, if that. Uh, yeah. it, because of that, you know, it takes time. We're in time and space. So we have to. Uh, you know, I had one person one time years ago ask, I was saying how, um, being a millionaire, you know, it's, uh, I was like, I'm going to be a million, I'm a, I have mind, a millionaire is just a mindset or something like that. And then someone asked the question like, well, doc, are you a millionaire? And I said, well, no, not yet. But at, at time I said, no, I said no, because time and space hasn't caught up with me yet. So I love that. And so it's that concept of, you know, we have to go through that, that process and that, that, that journey. Um, through it. You did mention, I wanted to ask about, um, it'll it'll come to me again. I don't know. Oh, 
Well, we're talking about reality and time. One of the things I want to ask you, I saw on your, your website, which I love what you put there, and I want to uh, ask you is when you talk about why time is not real, what, what, why, why is time not real? Well, you know, it's just a construct that society has created with, you know, taking moon cycles and slicing it into bits. And, you know, it's just another label. So, you know, the more that you can step out of that, you're able to get more in the flow of, you know, allowing. And I just, people get so ruled by it. And um, I think my first leeway into that is like alarm clocks. Like I fucking hate alarm clocks. I refuse to set them. Like I've literally set up my life so that I don't have to use them. Like it's, they're jarring on my system. Nobody likes them. You know, why are we using them? It's ridiculous. You know, it's like, there's no past, there's no future. There's only now. So do what you want to do today. You know, see who you want to see, be the person that you want to be. And, you know, it's, I, I believe in the multiverse and that, you know, there's lots of dimensions and timelines crossing constantly. And so I'm always doing my best to align with the highest vibrational you know, timeline that I can. And, uh, you know, so it's, I'm just trying to jump from, you know, to the best ones. It's like, I always kind of relate it to like, um, those choose your own adventure books. Remember when we were kids and they had those. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going down this path. We get to this fork, right. And you get the two options and you're like, okay, this option feels pretty yucky. This option feels pretty scary. Most people will pick the yucky option because they don't want to do the scary option. But the thing is, is you're going to go... I mean, it's a harder road. You know, you're going to learn lessons the hard way. And it might be... It might seem easier, but I think over time, it's not. It's a lot more painful. And so when I get... Every time it's clear that there's a fork for me, I do the scary option. I love it. So, well, most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> probably 90. I'm, my, my odds are much better now. I'm probably doing it 90, 95% of the time I'm doing a scary option. I used to definitely uh, do it a lot smaller of a percentage. But, um, you know, it's, it's being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And the, the way that you get more comfortable is by just doing it. Because the fear that you have, I've found, is always way worse than actually doing it. Like once you get to the other side, you're like, wow, okay. Okay, it was scary, but like now this, and so it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. And and once you you know if you start with the little things, the smaller fears, you know, then eventually you have more courage to do the bigger stuff. Like I started with small things, you know. Like I used to be scared to walk, you know, on the sidewalk. Sometimes they have those like uh, metal grates and stuff. <laughs> and my wife hates them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was so scared to like walk over them. And then I had to, when I was last, last year, when I was still working at that grocery store part-time, I had to walk to work and I had to cross over this, uh, like abandoned train tracks bridge that went like over the freeway and then over this like, uh, river. And it was terrifying. It was so high up. There was like gaps in between the wood, like, um, those like there's like metal grates you could see through, and like there was a walking path, but it was like the most terrifying to me walking path ever. And I, but it was the shortcut and the safest way to go. And so I started, um, you know, taking it, you know, every day. 
And by the third or fourth time that I did it, it just wasn't that big of a deal anymore. And then eventually, like I would cross it, I'd be like, yes, I got this, you know? And it's silly, but it's like those little things that you practice, you know, it gives you the courage that when a bigger thing happens, you're more apt to say yes to it and really align yourself in a, a more powerful way that can get you. You just can tell. You feel closer to where you want to be. You feel more in alignment. And that's what really has boosted my own personal faith and knowing that, you know, that I can do it. It's, it's, you have to have as much faith in yourself as you have in the universe. You know, you can't just trust that they're always going to hook you up. I mean, they will, but you still have to do your part and have faith in yourself. I yeah. love that. I love that. And it's so true. Um, the way you explain it too, so elegantly, it's like looking at like, like a muscle and working out. You know, you you challenge yourself. If you never challenge more than what you can lift or run or whatever you you do in a workout, um, you you, you don't grow. But if you keep challenging, it gets easier and easier. And then you can handle that. And then you're like, all right, I did that. What's the next big thing? And (laughs) and you take that on next. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I try not to get too cocky about it. though. (laughs) And then it was like, oh, you want to see what I got? Boom. And then you're like, ah. It is so true. I, I always say nature and universe, all that will, uh, yeah, when you get that way, it's going to put you right back in balance so right, quick. Right. <laughs> it's a, it's a lo- I don't want to say a love hate. It's just a, it's a great balancer, a great balancing act in a sense. It'll just, uh, it's amazing how it works. That's all I could say. <laughs> Very cool with that. And so, um, uh, where are we going with here? Um, Forgot my train of thought again on that. I keep having questions. And then as soon as you, you start chatting more and then I get stuck in the other one, and I'm like, oh, I want to mention about this, but I'll, I'll jump back. So real quick on astrology, do you, you know, are, are you big into like retro uh, Mercury retrograde, following that and hearing about it? Uh, or are you just, how, how do you take all that? Uh, well, I mean, I follow a lot of astrology pages on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Like I like to see what's going on in the, in the universe, but I don't take... I don't allow myself to get too attached to it. I think that's where a lot of people can get caught up is, you know, you can't live your life by it. You can use it as a reference point, you know, to kind of be like, all right, well, this is what's happening right now. You know, like, like a lot of people say with like Mercury and retrograde, it's like, um, you know, big technological communications kind of thing. Right. So like your computer is going to crash or, you know, you're going to, don't talk to someone if you have something important to say, because it could be a blowout for no reason. Wait five weeks instead, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's, I think there's a subtle dance to it, you know, just as long as you're aware of your surroundings and where you're at, you know, if you know that something's going on and astrologically, that's maybe a little more intense, just do a little, just make sure you keep your own vibe high and then you can kind of just flow right through it. It doesn't have to be, you know, cause for every scary thing about it you know there's lots of bonuses because retrogrades are all about looking back and looking within and you know peeling back more layers and releasing and letting go and so i focus on that aspect of it as opposed to the more typical like oh shit mercury's in retrograde you know it's like well actually there's like five planets in retrograde right now what are you gonna do what are you gonna knock and leave your life for like three months like that's ridiculous you know you just just, you know, same plan every day. Wake up, be my best, highest vibrational self. Okay, problem solved, moving on. 
And I, and I think that's, you know, again, coming back to choice, right? You know, free will and always having that. So no matter what you, what is it that you can do? What is it that you can control so that it doesn't? Because I remember I heard about this like maybe four years ago now. I remember it was brought up to me and when I had a massage therapist in my office and she was just so like, oh, Mercury Mercury is coming. We had, a, we had a technological issue. Funny you mentioned that, right? <laughs> so all of a sudden I'm like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, this always happens. Let's just, you know, I'm just like, let's just get through it. We'll figure it out and move forward. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. I'm like, Mercury retrograde. She's like, you never heard of it? I'm like, I've studied astrology. I never, maybe I never came across the term. I go, maybe I missed it. I don't know. And, yeah. it's, and then all of a sudden she started telling me about it. And I was just like, yeah, I don't like that because you like to beat to your own drum. I like to create my own rules for myself. Just like, you know, hey, this is I'm creating my life the way I want to create it because based on what I understand, uh, I am just like I'm a creator, just like God's a creator, although he's a big creator that creates all things that exist and he's part of all things. But I am also that, too, in a sense where I can create whatever it is I want, live by my universe and my little universe that I am mm-hmm. um, being able to create my own laws in a sense. So that's kind of the the. The, the mindset that when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, and I know you mentioned about the multiverse and all that. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, have you ever got into like um, meditations where you're, you're tapping into the other, multi, the other dimensions of you in a sense? Um, I have dreams like that. Um, I mean, I guess maybe I've probably done some unintentional astral travel um, but, uh, I don't, I, I kind of just see it in front of me, like I'm playing a game. So it's like, it's like anytime I get to one of those forks, right. Where it's to me, that's like, here's two timelines mm-hmm. from, you know, here's two, time, two dimensions to whatever you want to call them. Right. And so to me, it's like, I, I really, almost like zoom out of myself and look down and I'm like, okay, option A, option B, you know, which one feels most aligned. And so that's kind of how I visualize it. When I think about getting on my own personal timeline, I'm not too fussed about anyone else's timelines. I can see how we interweave with people. That's why I think it's a lot easier for me to let go of people that aren't congruent with me because eventually we typically circle back in into each other's lives. Like, I only really started kind of firing friends, as I say, like maybe the last three years. And uh, since then, we've all, for the most part, we've all kind of weaved back and in sporadically into each other's lives. And even now people that I was friends with in my early 20s that I hadn't talked to in a decade are kind of coming back in. And so I'm really just, you know, allowing people to flow in when they're supposed to flow into my life and being okay with that and not forcing it. And uh, it makes it a lot easier for sure. And, you know, and I, and I think we kind of touched on this at the very beginning is like, I, I tell people straight up, like, look, we're not congruent right now. Like we're, we're just not in the same field, you know, we're butting heads about things or, you know, it doesn't feel good. And instead of this turning into something bigger, let's just take some space. Mm -hmm. And usually I need a lot more space than they do because I just... I'm like, this is where I'm trying to go. I'm very clear on where I'm going. And most of these people are not. They have no idea where they're going. But it's like, we'll find that people are still attracted to your vibe because they want to get on that. Like, they want to get in that similar frequency, right? And so they'll kind of come back. And I'm like, you know what? No, you still don't feel like 
you're here. So I allow that space for people. And um, I'm sure it probably annoys a lot of people and makes them upset, but I, I don't want to say I don't care because that sounds mean, but I'm above anything else. I have to stay true to me and my sole purpose. And that is my mission. And I recognize that that's not going to feel good for a lot of people, but you know what? The people that it does feel good for that I'm in alignment with, it's really magical and I'm okay with that. Now, and you just look out for your highest good. And I think yeah. that's, and I think personally, that's just huge in many ways. Um, would you say that like Korea, how important is it for others when you're working with clients? Do you, do you have to teach a lot of them about boundaries and setting boundaries and so forth? Everyone, everyone. Because people want, people are people pleasers, you know, we want to, I tell people I'm a retired people pleaser. (laughs) I mean, everybody, I mean, I want to be liked. I want to be appreciated. I want people to like the stuff that I talk about. I mean, I still, I mean, I've only started talking about the more spiritual aspects of myself the last few months. It's still new for me, you know, being like, Hey, by the way, (laughs) uh, yeah, I've got all these magical gifts now, you know? So it, it still is a little bit intimidating for me. And the more that you step into your power and you speak your truth, you attract more opportunities. I mean, like I've done in the last couple of months since I've actually started sharing that about myself, I've gotten three people contacting me out of nowhere to do podcast interviews. So I'm like, all right, well, this is definitely aligning in the field. This is cool. Where it's going to go? No idea, but it's fun for me. So let's do it. (laughs) So true. And it's all about trusting flow, right? At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. it's all trust in the universe and just, Hey, this is what, cause I know I've, you know, this is something a little new for me. I mean, I've done podcasting before with a, on a health aspect and I did like a hundred plus shows and I was like, yeah. And then eventually you get that feeling. I was just like, "Mm, it's not hitting the soul anymore. It's not, you know, I took some time apart and then I was like, I want to do something different. And so this podcast is more on the mindset, spiritual realms, you know, the universal laws, quantum physics, how to, you know, raise your consciousness to the highest you can be, or as we talked about in this podcast, your vibration. And, uh, um, but it's funny that I've been doing this a lot more at ease and the universe has just been bringing things to the table so quickly. And, that's, and, I, and I'm bringing all this up because it's all about trusting flow, right? And that's Absolutely. it should be juicy and delicious and joyful. <laughs> I love that juicy, delicious, yeah. and joyful. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, couple last questions I have before we uh, wrap up here is: um, Is there a book that you can recommend the listeners? There's a couple of questions I always like to ask, and these are a couple of them. Um, a book that you would recommend that has helped transform your life and help you. A pivotal moment, I should say. Um, <clears throat> surprisingly, I don't read that many books anymore, but I have a couple of favorite. I used to be an avid reader. Like I'm now I mostly just re- obsessively read articles. But um, the first like game changer book for me, I'm sure most people watch, you know, listening to this have probably read, but it's called The Celestine Prophecy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like a major player for me. I read this... Uh, maybe in like 2010. So it's been a while, but um, it showed me, uh, you know, it, it, when you watch the movie, have you seen the movie version of it? I no. saw the movie first. I mean, it's not like the best movie ever made, but the content's great, obviously. And um, there's a scene in the movie where they show this guy hitting on this 
this girl and um, how his energetic, they visually show like his energetic field, his aura around him and around her and how they're interacting and clashing with each oh, other. Cool. And I was like, oh, it blew my mind because that's how I felt in a previous relationship, but had like just had no idea how, like how to express that. I didn't know how to share that with my partner at the time. And so I was so frustrated because I felt like he was sucking me dry and energetically. And I just didn't know anything about that at all. And um, so that was like a total game changer for me, which led to some really interesting conversations with my ex after that. But uh, so that was a really big one for me. Uh, My other like favorite book that I have, which I recommend to people is called... um, it's by a guy called Stuart Wilde. And um, what's the, I have one of them here. So he's got the Little Money Bible. Yep. And, uh, but the first book of his I read, oh my God, what was it called? I can't remember. Um, but, anyways, I'm sure any of his books are incredible. But he talks all about how, you know, money is just another form of energy and how to align with it. And, stuff like that. And it was really powerful. And it's, I, every time I read that book, I make money. So I, I try to read from it. Very cool. Yeah. He's got good books. I've read them. Uh, and then, yeah, energy is, uh, everything's energy. And you know, when it comes to money, especially. Oh, the trick to money is having some. There we go. Ah, that's it. I was trying to think of my, I'm like, I've read the book. I'm like, what's yeah. the name of it? But I'm bad at it. Definitely two of my favorites for sure. And then what is some advice that you would share to your younger self 10 years ago of where you're at now? Mm. Your life is not going to look how you plan and that's okay. <laughs> that's so, I love that. That's, that's, uh, that aligns with, I always say, uh, 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 you know, you create a plan and God laughs at you kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always like that one. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, uh, I just, uh, I shared a post about today about, uh, planning and, uh, I know was it planning, um, did a couple of them, but it was one of them where I talk about how all oh, goal setting and it's kind of planning. You're planning a goal where you want to go. And I'm like, throw your goals out the door because it's a, it's, it's so limited of what you're looking at compared yeah. to what your potential is. Yeah. I actually don't really set goals for myself anymore. Like how people traditionally talk about, you know, which is so scandalous. You know? <laughs> like, what? How, what? You know? And I'm like, you know what, let's start with the lifestyle I want to create. And I'm willing for it to take longer to set myself up from the beginning because I've done hustle mode. Mm. It doesn't work for me. No. It causes health issues. It burns you out. You lose yourself. Like that doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know? Mm. So it's like now, you know, like I'm not balling by any stretch yet. I mean, universe, I'm sure I'm on several of my timelines. I'm totally <laughs> Tatum, but you know, I haven't quite aligned with them yet. We're getting there, but you know, I'm okay with allowing it to unfold as it will. You know, when it comes to goal setting, I feel like it's so restrictive because we can't possibly imagine the magic that, you know, God of the universe has in store for us. Like, and I think it's egotistical to think that you can actually control that. And so I have a big vision of things that I would like to accomplish, see, do, you know, vision boardy stuff. You know, I use my Instagram as basically my ongoing vision board. I love it. 
Yeah. So it's, if you're ever curious what that looks like, anyone listening, you know, just go and look at the people I follow on IG. You'll see very quickly how I play the game, you know, and it's, I'm very intentional about it because I know that, you know, as long as I focus on the big picture of the things that I want, the experiences that I want to have and the person that I want to be and, you know, all that good stuff, then I start to attract more of that into my field and in ways that I can't even imagine. And it's, and it's already showed up several times in my life. So there's, you know, once you start to see that stuff manifest, you know, there's no going back from that. I mean, they know what I want. They know I have big dreams. You know, how they choose to deliver, we'll see. Yeah. And, and, they're, always, and they're always serving your highest purpose. That's the that's yeah. the thing. And and why why be so like, you know, limited and, and ego minded, left brain dominant, whatever however we like to call it. But the thing is is we 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 set, and I used to be that way too. Big goal setter. We're gonna do it in sixty days. I'm gonna nail that. And ninety percent of the time didn't happen. And I'm going, ah, but I hustled, I grinded 18 hours, 16, 18 hours. I busted my behind sleeping five hours like, a night. Yeah. yeah. And then feel like you can't, you know, you lose all your confidence from that, you know, and then how does that serve you? Exactly. You know? So balance is what Tatum's saying. Uniquely be uniquely yourself and just balance yourself with it all at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> Real quick, uh, we'll have this in the show notes, guys. But how, Tatum, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, well, social media has got to be the easiest way. I'm online way too much. So um, you can <laughs> find me on Facebook. Feel free to friend me. My name is Tatum Cullen. Uh, Uniquely Tatum is my Instagram account. Um, I'm always on there. You can feel free to DM me. My email is Tatum at UniquelyTatum.com. Website is UniquelyTatum.com. <laughs> Basically, if you remember Uniquely Tatum, you can find me. I love it. So cool. I'm pretty easy to find. Well, Tatum, I want to uh, thank you for uh, being on. This was a lot of fun. A uh, lot of good stuff. I can definitely see a, a part two more into your, your spiritual <laughs> journey and quest and diving into some of that good stuff. I held back. I held back. There's a lot of questions <laughs> I wanted to ask. Uh, but but uh, I, I figured it would be good for another, another series, guys. So listeners, there will be a part two. Um, but thank you for being on. And it was really a joy and pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for me as well. Very much appreciate it. It was fun to connect and I'm looking forward to part two. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is DrVic21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential.
Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.